ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 68 of the Whatnots Review Show, uh, where each week we have a different story to talk about. Could be a comic book, TV show, movie, doesn't matter. We read it, we watch it, we do what we have to do. Come back here and talk about it. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined on the opposite side of this computer screen yes. by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, I'm I'm going to switch it up. And instead uh-huh. of asking you how are you or what have you been up to this week, who are I'm, you? I, yeah, who are you? No, uh, I'm I'm going to ask what are you doing today? What what are your plans after this? Do you have anything going on? I do. Uh, I have to watch some cartoons. And then my brother is coming over and we were going to record some test podcast episodes for a show we want to do about obscure old cartoons. Okay. So we're actually going to put good something stuff, good stuff. to tape, as it were, today and get us a proof of concept and see how feasible this nice. is. So I, mm-hmm. I I did not know you were doing that. That's not why I was like, hey, Melissa, what are you doing today? <laughs> hint, hint. No, I, I, I didn't know. I was just like, I'm just going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to switch things up. What are you doing today? I like today? the specific question. What are you doing today? Uh, a whole lot of nothing, I think. <laughs> Uh, I, I can't decide if I want to like venture out into the world and go get groceries today or not, or if I should go tomorrow. Uh, but I kind of just want to stay inside mm. and do a whole lot of nothing. I, <laughs> last night I finished, I finished watching Titans, which is what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. I think Friday night. Yeah, it was late f- Friday night. And then, uh. Then last night I finished watching uh, season three of Money Heist. Oh, yes. <laughs> which you and I have talked about potentially yes. doing a reactor core episode on. So we'll have to t- talk after this uh, about uh, when we should do that. But yeah, mm-hmm. a whole lot of nothing for me today. Huh. It's good. Good stuff. A good relaxing day. We are here to talk about season one of Titans. Mm -hmm. This is the DC original or the DC Universe original uh, television show. I guess I don't even know if I can call it a television show. show. Just original series. Mm -hmm. We'll stick with that. Um, This is, of course, based off of the Teen Titans comics Mm -hmm. or the Titans comics or the new Teen Titans comics. They they go by so many (laughs) different names. Um, First thing I want to ask you, Melissa, is what is your experience with the Teen Titans thus far? Did you watch the cartoons growing up? What's what's the deal there? I did watch uh, Teen Titans and then also Teen Titans Go. I watched okay. some of both of them, but... Did you watch Teen Titans Go to the movies? I have not yet, but I've heard that's actually so it's fun. Actu- it's actually fantastic. I would fantastic, really like yeah. to someday. I just have... I have yet to have sat down and made it happen, even though I know uh, it's the future and it's right at my fingertips. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I've seen Teen Titans, but I never watched it all the way through. Like, I... I don't even know if I finished an entire first season. I sort of watched it when it happened to be in front of me. Because okay. I'm 12 yeah, yeah. years old and I'm bad at following a series very well. I I was kind of the same way. Where I, I still, to this day, I don't think I've sat down to, to watch the entire thing. But I think I've seen most of it. Yeah. Um, 
I, I did, however, I was really into, like, Batman, the animated series mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I was watching those shows and stuff like that. Uh, comic book-wise, I never really got into them. Uh, I did, however, read uh, Marv Wolfman and George Perez's run mm. on the Titans, which is kind of what this is basically pulling from this show okay this show this is that's one of the big ins- inspirations there uh but that is like early 80s comics <laughs> so they're really dense really wordy uh they just move at a much slower pace but they pack in so much more huh um I, I, I guess it moves slower because there is so much more. You have to take time to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, I like the Teen Titans. I, I just haven't gotten into them fully. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know a terrible lot about them. I don't know if it's always these five or four is the case maybe, or if Not it's always. something like an X-Men where it's like, oh, the roster is switched a dozen times so fun fact Mm -hmm. i actually have the very first issue of the teen titans oh Uh, in fact i have issues one through 43 (laughs) Uh, that's a lot uh, yeah uh because my dad collected them and he gave me all of his comics and so yeah issue issue one of the teen titans uh when when they're like hey we're all the sidekicks we should form a team you know mm-hmm. uh so i i have that and yeah the the team roster changes um but it, it, the basic conceit is yeah this this is all of the sidekicks or the child counterparts mm-hmm. okay R- right you have uh robin you have kid F- <laughs> kid flash you have wonder mm. girl or aqualad uh you know stuff like that yeah um so there you go uh so let's do what we'd normally do on the show let's do a Mm -hmm. brief synopsis do our general thoughts and we will dive into spoilers and Mm -hmm. start discussing season one here and start breaking it down Mm -hmm. uh so this of of course we just mentioned it is based off of the teen titans comics of which there are multiple titles uh, but this story uh, basically starts out with Dick Grayson, uh, mm-hmm. who you guys might know as Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the first original Robin, uh, and he is now a police detective. Uh, I forget which city he was in. I think he was in Detroit. Yeah. Um, so he's at a time in his life where he has uh, left Batman behind. Uh, And he runs into this girl named Rachel Roth. Mm -hmm. uh, And she has these mysterious powers, these kind of demon-like, who knows exactly what they are. Yep. Uh, It seems like she's kind of possessed. And uh, she just witnessed the murder of her mother. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she goes to the police department for help. And she starts talking to Dick Grayson. Because she has seen him in visions and stuff yeah. like that. So she knows he can help. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's kind of what starts things off. The The whole idea behind this show is that uh, something is coming. We don't yes. know exactly what it is yet, but some 
evil or some major force that is going to have uh, a whole lot of power is coming and we need to do something about it. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said at the start, Raven is talking to Dick Grayson because she doesn't even know the extent of what is coming. Uh, she just knows, hey, I, there's something wrong with me. Can, can, yeah. can, can you help me? Uh, so that's how the story starts out. But we also meet characters like Starfire. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet Beast Boy. Uh, and we even have some surprise characters that I was not expecting in this show. Yeah. Uh, guys, we'll, we'll have to uh, dig into the spoiler section mm-hmm. to find out. Do you feel like I kind of c- covered the basic yeah, synopsis th- of what this is? There's there? a lot going on here. So, yes, I would say that is the basic synopsis. Without, yeah, without really spoiling stuff. Yeah, it kind of moves towards demonic spookiness and... Uh, the team picks up friends and sort of loses friends and shifts along the way. And we're mm. going to see if they all come together and they're able to defeat this demonic spookiness together as a team. Yeah, yeah. So what did you think? Just I like, general thoughts. I liked this more than I thought I would like it. Okay. I Good. think because people did not react well to that first trailer they released where it's just Robin saying, fuck Batman. Batman. (laughs) People are like, oh, this looks like like a really obnoxious, dark, gritty reboot. We don't need this. Why are you doing this? But the show actually has so much more to it than that. It's Uh on the grim side, but it's, it's not like that all the way through. There's a lot of levity to it. There's a lot of heart to it. It's most, it's mostly centered around Dick. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, it's it's an interesting thing because yeah that that first trailer came out, mm-hmm. and I I wasn't feeling it that much. Mm-hmm. However, I understood where they were coming from. Yeah, there is a very important story beat in Dick Grayson's life mm-hmm. where he is. He's he doesn't really want to be under the wing of Batman a- a- anymore. Yeah. He thinks Batman is treating him like a child, mm-hmm. um, and and he is starting to not like the tactics. He's like, "Hey, we're being a little bit more violent than we should be. We're, yeah, we're, we're being a lot more cold to people. You're being mean to me. Like I, mm-hmm. you, you know me. I like what the hell, you know." Um, Dick Garrison has always kind of been the more fun one he's he is the circus boy he is the circus boy he boy he's generally uh more happy go lucky not necessarily all the time mm-hmm. but uh there in in the comics there is precedent where he becomes batman for a little mm-hmm. bit um and and there are times when the villains notice that's like something's weird with you you're happier <laughs> Then, then why are your I moves know- <laughs> so acrobatic yeah so you, you know he's he's generally seen as a little bit more happier mm-hmm. one but he does have this time where he's kind of figuring out who he wants to, to be uh and he, he yeah he does have this very angry disposition where uh i think in the comics he just got into a gunfight with the joker he got shot mm-hmm. at and all, all of this stuff and that, yeah and that man, 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 man is sitting there like what the hell this is why you should not go go out there he's like i can take care of my goddamn self <laughs> fuck off 
God damn it. You're um, not my real dad. Yeah, you're not my real dad. <laughs> um, so, like, he's he's in a tumultuous t- 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 mm. time in, in his life. So I can kind of understand yeah. it. Yeah. I also, I like that they're not all teens. Like, Rachel and Gar are teens. Mm-hmm. And Dick and Corey are, it. they're like 28. They're or adults. Like, yeah, they are adults. They might be slightly older than we are. It's hard to gauge, but I kind of like that they played with that. I like that they're not all exactly on the same level. Yeah. Also, Cyborg is not in this, which I was not aware of going into it. Uh-huh. And at first I thought, oh, maybe they're trying to make something that does not, even if it's not exactly canonical, it doesn't disagree with the current cinematic universe canon where Cyborg is in the Justice League. And then I looked up Doom Patrol and I'm that's like, oh, that's where say, he yeah. is. <laughs> okay, he's just over there on the other show on the network. Yep, he he makes his appearance in Doom Pat- Pat- Patrol. Um, but yeah, so I I feel very very conflicted with this show. I I, I understand that. Yes, I I I like it a lot. There's a ton of great moments in mm-hmm. in this show, but I'm. I'm wondering if I feel like this show ends up just being a good collection of moments rather than this is a fantastic show with an amazing plot and all, mm-hmm. you know, just like it's it's not necessarily the whole package, but it also kind of is. It's just not exactly the way I wanted it. And it, it, it it's so I'm I'm very <laughs> conflicted on this show, but I, I do like it. Yeah. Sense. And I. I can definitely tell from what little I know, this is a very different take on how the Teen Titans normally are. See, above, they're not all teens. So I don't know how somebody more engrossed in comics would feel about it. But for me, as a lay person, I'm like, this is different, but it makes sense to me still. They've, they eventually dropped the teen mm. from the name. They are just the Titans. Because, yeah, in the comics, they did kind of grow up um yeah it i i I thought that was an interesting choice that they were Mm -hmm. older and stuff like that but i do have to say i think some of the standout performances uh was starfire i i I think she was fantastic i think Um, the whole show was pretty well cast i really like the performances in this yeah, there, there's there's a lot of really great acting. I think the actor who played Dick Grayson, I don't have mm-hmm. his name p- pulled up here. It is Brenton Thwaites. I thought mm-hmm. he was also fantastic. I, I, yeah. I thought he looked the part perfectly. Exactly. Like he's exactly as boyish as he is supposed to be. Like the boyish to manly slider was set at exactly, exactly the right 50%. point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was not too fresh faced or too grizzled right yeah. in the middle. Yeah. But you, you can tell he's seen some shit because he mm-hmm. grew up in Gotham and now he's in Detroit, which is probably not much better. Oh, another thing I just want to say real quick. I know we've we're talking a lot before we even get to housekeeping and the spoiler break. I love that this show pretty much takes place across the Midwest, like it's in mm-hmm. Detroit, Chicago, you know, farmhouse in Ohio. It's in St. Louis briefly for a little yeah. bit, which I really appreciated. I There's like little bits here and there that are in Gotham City, but they're mostly flashbacks. I like that it's just set among 
normal, middle of the country, real American towns. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty neat. That's one thing that uh, DC usually doesn't do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, They have Gotham. They have Metropolis. They have Keystone. They have Central City. They're they're all fake cities. Who lives in Keystone? Uh, it's the it's like the twins. It's Keystone and Central are kind of like twins. Okay, it's where the Flash is, and I think uh Barry is in Central, and Jay Garrick is in Keystone. Okay, I've only ever heard of Central City. Hmm. It's it's some sometimes it's that they're like twins. Cities. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's that like. It's the same city, just on a different Earth. They have different names. Okay. There you go. But yeah, let's get into housekeeping really fast, and then we can get on to spoilers. Housekeeping for you, kind of funny enough that we covered some Teen Titans stuff. We are going to be covering some more DC uh, stuff for a Patreon exclusive yeah. episode of the review show. We're going to be talking about it's it's going to be a compare and contrast a compare and contrast episode um, on uh, Superman Annual number eleven and Justice League Unlimited episode two, which is uh they're both entitled for the man who has everything and it's a mm-hmm. superman sto- 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 story uh the comic is written by alan moore with art by dave gibbons uh and of course the dc animated series is always good fun so <laughs> be on the lookout for that patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us uh, and get all of that stuff mm-hmm. uh Melissa, last week here on the yes. review show, we covered a show called Sweetness and Lightning. Mm-hmm. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, this is the super cute anime series about a single dad who works as a teacher and is so busy and he doesn't know how to cook for his little like kindergarten daughter. He just makes her like frozen meals and pre-made stuff and what he gets at the convenience store. And he finds that one of mm-hmm. his students... Uh, her mother owns a restaurant and she knows how to cook in theory, but doesn't have like any of her own personal practice. So the two of them join forces. He goes over to the restaurant during its off hours and together they're going to learn how to cook a good homemade meal for this little girl. Exactly, It's adorable. It is probably the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. You get to learn a lot about Japanese cuisine too. Yeah. Um, we also just did an episode of the Captain's Log, mm-hmm. uh, again, which you can get on our website, thewhatnots.com, where you can just search for all of our podcasts by searching The Whatnots, uh, wherever you get your podcast. But we ju- ju- just did an episode of the Captain's Log, all about the new Marvel mo- yes, mo- movies that were announced. Four. Phase 4. So that was super exciting. We got to talk about all of that stuff. So go ch- go check that stuff out. Uh, but that being said, let's get on to spoilers. Fingers yeah. crossed that the spoiler thing works. It does. Oh, oh, way to go. There we go. We had that like two episodes ago that it was like, I'm just not going to work. Like, <laughs> okay, fine. Um, but yeah, spoiler stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, 
I, I think the first thing that I want to talk about is kind of the lack of I, I like overarching plot or that that's not even the right way to put it. it it's the 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 hook for this show I felt like came in episode 10. Yes. What 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 any other kind of normal TV show would have done as the hook of this of this show. I mean, not not exactly. Like I think what happened in episode 10 which was the the introduction of Trigon mm-hmm. like finally coming. Yeah. Um I I felt like that would have been maybe a little bit more early on or that the 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 team is now starting to fight together. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, it's this is why I'm so conflicted because there's so many moments within yeah, this show. Yes, like, there's the moment at the hotel where they do actually start to fight against the nuclear family. Yeah, and Robin is there. He finally reveals that he's Robin mm-hmm. to, to them, and they're all like, "Fuck yeah, we just kicked their asses." It was just great, and they have that moment where they're all standing and you know, like heroically like there is that moment but that's not till like episode four something yeah there is episode 10 sorry just uh one more thing but Mm -hmm. like they're they're, they're, yeah they like there's that moment in episode 10 when Corey finds out that um like hey there's this whole thing with trigon he's coming rachel is the gateway uh, and then there's the thing with Donna, who's like, mm-hmm. yeah, Corey's there to kill her. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think somehow they had a better hook for this TV show that got spread out over all of these episodes instead of being put in the end of episode one or the start of episode two. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You can tell the in a general sense where the show is going mm-hmm. there's some sort of demonic force in Rachel but then it's not until a little bit later than that that you learn oh she's some sort of a gateway she's supposed to let her dad through right. and then even then like you don't know okay how what are the circumstances in which that will happen like it's got some momentum but there's so few specifics it's like you kind of know where it's going but you have no idea like what are the checkpoints we need to hit before we get there like where are we? How close are we to something big and bad happening? Yeah, and I I, I was thinking back to Lost since we both love the yes. that show and the pilot of that show is amazing. Yeah, one of the best pilots of all time. Mm-hmm. Where they, you know, there there is we we get introduced to a bunch of characters we don't necessarily know them. Uh, but then some catastrophic event happens and they are thrust into the unknown, mm-hmm. this weird situation. And things finally start to calm down. They finally start to hunker in for the night. And then mechanical T-Rex sound coming from the jungle. <laughs> Trees yes. are falling and they're just like what the hell is happening where are we there's that scene of charlie Mm -hmm. just being like where the hell are we right uh and and and, like it's it's so perfect to to Mm. to to have that like that moment that hook and i think this show just skips that yes 
to me, it's like there is no big, <gasps> like there's no big gasp moment. Instead, the season is a series of, hmm, huh, huh, hmm, just like kind oh, of at the oh, same pace for all 11 episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it takes a while for the team to get together. And yeah. then even when they do get together, it's, there's four of them and there's some, cr- I love all the relationships in there, but like Dick and Gar never really get much of a dynamic with each other. They're not yeah. around each other long enough to, Same I think, say thing. more than like a couple sentences directly from one to the other and not like to the group as a whole. So like the team dynamics, there's Oh, what they have is so good, but it feels really incomplete. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? In issue one mm-hmm. of the the new Teen Titans that Marv Wolfman did, it does kind of start with Dick Grayson having these nightmares about what's happening. Uh, and then uh, it's Raven that is appearing to him in his dreams. Uh, and they're the dreams are more premonitions but then he like raven is telling him hey something is coming we need to put a team together so she Mm -hmm. is kind of the impetus of like hey we need to do something about this and then immediately he wakes up and he's like uh hey wally we should get the band (laughs) back together hey donna are you doing anything right now hey you know the hey we should do Mm -hmm. you know and so they all end up meeting up pretty much right away Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's basically how the team gets put together. And so I think not that the show needed a, a different hook, but I was kind of expecting the team to be put together sooner. Yeah. And um, for them to be more of a cohesive team for more than just like when they're at that motel and they know people will come for them. So they're like, all right, what are the rest of your guys' powers? And then it's not even, they're not figuring out, okay, how do we work with each other? How do we put these together? How do we form like different combo moves or whatever? It's like, what do you do? Okay. Well, I do this. Yeah. It's like, ah, we could do a fastball special. Yes, exactly. That's what I wanted was the fastball special. (laughs) And the, this show is not quite an ensemble show. It's, it's getting there. It very well could be, but like, it's not an ensemble show, but there's also not one clear protagonist. It's like, you've got Dick and you've got Rachel and then a couple shades below him is Corey and shades below that is Gar. And I'm watching this and I'm like, is who is the show about? Like if I had to pick one person, and I'm like, it seems like it should be Dick, but you look at Rachel and it's like, this is the story where Rachel picks up a lot of friends. So, yeah. So my my theory is, I, I guess, mm-hmm. everything we've said so far isn't necessarily a bad thing. No, like there's, the show just feels slightly off, but I still really liked it. It's still compelling. So I, I, I guess all of that goes to say that by the end of the show, the team is starting to come together. I think this yes. will end up being an ensemble show. Yeah. But we haven't gotten there yet. And on one hand, like we've said, just compared to 
maybe what we're used to in television it's mm-hmm. maybe not what we're looking for yeah but i think comics especially as a medium do it a lot differently where mm. things you don't necessarily have to have the band back together by the end of issue mm-hmm. the whole first volume could be about getting the the team together mm-hmm. um and so i i think this is almost mimicking that of like hey if we were to take that format and put this into a tv show what would it look like mm-hmm. and i think looking at it through that lens it does a really good job okay it, it's, fan- it's fantastic of what they 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 wouldn't just all of a sudden start trusting each other and be like hey let's make a fastball special you know this this does make sense yeah and it's going to take time and they almost don't have that time to think or or actually deal with what is happening Mm -hmm. um because so many things are happening at once yeah um and so on 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 that hand i really like this show that it's Mm -hmm. it's it's saying hey we know what we're doing. We have a story we want to tell, but we're going to tell it at our own pace. And we're we're, we're going to do this a very specific way. Mm-hmm. And it's and, and I, I, I think at that you just kinda of have to be like, all right, take me for a ride then. And yeah. we'll see where it, it, it goes. So I'm I'm actually very excited for season two, which I think comes out in September or starts okay. to. Uh, I, I think they do though, like one episode each week thing, um, but yeah, I like I'm re- really really excited to see where this g- goes, and I wanted to give a shout out to uh to Cloak and Dagger, which is a Marvel oh, yeah. TV show. It's a Hulu original show. Okay, uh, and there's two seasons out of that right now, and I think there's a third one coming down the pipeline real soon here but they do a similar thing where i when when i think of cloak and dagger in my mind um they are it's it's them against the world it mm-hmm. like they are bonnie and clyde they it, yeah it, it's that type of thing where they look out for one another almost like hawk and dove was mm-hmm. in this show but not exactly um and the cloak and dagger show most of that first season like the first like three or four a- episodes they haven't even met like oh th- it's two separate story hmm. lines it's not like the a p- plot and the b one which is like the ma- 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 minor one it's two a plots and eventually they're just they're starting to like slowly work their way towards each other and it's not until the end of season two that i really felt like this is what i know this is where i want them to be and i actually really liked that they did that Hmm. because it gives you time to invest in these characters um so i i I think titans is doing that same thing yeah like i I agree with what you said that the team is probably where it should be given how little time they've spent together. Like, yeah, they wouldn't be more cohesive. They haven't really learned to trust each other quite yet. I like when they do trust each other. Like I like how I understand Rachel's relationship with Dick where he keeps trying to like leave her and it's always for very legitimate practical reasons. And she's like, 
okay, all right, you're going to dump me with somebody else then. You're going to run away again, mm-hmm. and you tell me you're going to come back, and so far you have, but I do not have enough stability with you to really put hard faith in the fact that you're going to. But I also like that Corey's shows up and saves her and is like, I, I don't know who I am or who you are, but I get the feeling we'll be safe together. And Rachel's like, you know what? Okay. And then when she and Gar meet, like they, they're just both in an arcade at like a bowling alley or somewhere. It's and they walk Doom up to Patrol each other mansion. Oh, well it's, they meet before then. Oh, uh, and then he takes oh, her yeah, to the yeah, mansion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's at the, and arcade. They, they just walk up You're to right. each other. Like, Hi. I like your hair. Well, this is my name. Like, I like there's different shades and everybody's got a, a slightly different dynamic with each yeah. other. But, um, so I agree with what you said. They're not all of them as a f- combination of four at the level where they are a team yet. Mm-hmm. But it bugs me that they split the team so much. Like the, these four characters spend very little time being with each other and I would have liked to have seen more time of them not emotionally together, but just physically together, yeah. geographically together. Like, I think there's like an episode and a half where it is the four of them in a space all together at there's once. There's a scene and, where they're in the safe house. Yeah. Batman's safe house. And then when they're in like that motel in Ohio somewhere, but there's somebody's always running off. Somebody's yeah. being kidnapped or whatever. Like, I just wanted more of... Can you take the four major characters and put them in the same space with each other? Just a little bit more for me, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that being said, that's k- k- kind of my major gripe with the show. Mm-hmm. Besides that, I, I think this is mostly really good. I liked a lot of it. I think the only other thing I didn't quite like is... The Hank and Dawn episode, I think, tries to do way too much. Yeah. Because it has a it has a lot of very big, serious, important issues in it. But there's so many of them packed in there that I feel like all of them are underserved. It was a filler episode, which makes me question like you have your own streaming platform you don't have to like you're not beholden to any contracts of it has to be this many episodes yeah and the long, season's or... already 11 episodes long it which is been 10 and, yeah but that being said because that was the thing i completely forgot about that one because it almost didn't matter for this show but it's actually a good episode by itself like mm-hmm. it just in and of itself, it, it is a good, well-written show. I think Jeff J- 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 Johns r- 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 wrote that one, um, which he writes a whole. He used to write a whole bunch of comics. I think he still is writing some stuff. I'm not sure, but now he's he's mm-hmm. he's trying to position himself as the like Kevin Feige of okay DC stuff. But he's 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 written the Teen t- Titans before before uh he's written basically all of these characters so he, yeah. he knows these characters really really well uh, yeah i um, i really like hank and dawn as characters i love their relationship with each other it's just that that episode touches on like 
sexual abuse and physical abuse and 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 like accident like terrible accidents and like grief counseling like it's so much big things all put into like 43 minutes yeah and it's a lot yeah i like that's too many things that really need a serious deft touch to all go into one story at once like i'm like can you take out one or two of these things please this feels a little overstuffed i'm i'm wondering if it was almost a backdoor pilot like a a yeah a testing to see of like hey we actually like the characters that we made in this show Mm -hmm. can we kind of give them an episode to potentially see how it it plays with fans to see maybe we can do a mini series or something with them or it did feel like that too like the episode i think it's like episode four does feel like oh that's this is just a doom patrol backdoor pilot yeah introducing donna i'm trying to figure out like is this also a backdoor pilot who knows um what did you think about the other side characters that were introduced because i didn't know anything about any of them like i think i had heard the name donna troy once but i didn't know a thing about about her donna troy but also, let's not talk about Donna Troy because she's really confusing and her <laughs> origin story is a mess. Okay, um, I understand. Yeah, long story short, she is the like Wonder Woman counterpart. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what she had. She had the lasso and stuff there. Her origin story is one of the most confusing, most retconned mm. things in existence. It, okay. It's confu- at one point, uh, I think I think originally when the character was conceived, she was like a computerized simulation of Wonder Woman. What? I could be very, very wrong on that, though, because I haven't really d- 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 dived into all of that stuff. Um, when the New Teen Titans comic series starts that Marv Wolfman d- 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 does... He gives her this origin story that um, she was rescued by Wonder Woman uh, from a burning building, brought back to uh, Paradise Island, uh, where she was raised by Hippolyta and basically raised as an Amazon and eventually given their powers. Then crisis on infinite earths happened and that fucked with wonder woman's origin story which means the that those events could never have happened uh in her story so what really did happen there and they had to explore all of that stuff and it was something else that had happened and it's it's just it's a mess but it was nice to like say i was like that's donna that's donna (laughs) troy oh my goodness Mm-hmm. Um, I, I yeah, so I I loved seeing her in there. I hope she joins the team. I think she would be a great addition. Yeah, I liked her a lot. Um, it, it it's a weird thing though because I also don't want her to join the team. I, I think I I do want the show to be more like teen centric, but because like I I don't necessarily like that Dick is older. As as old as he is, I should say that. Because mm-hmm. the Teen t- Titans usually have 
very heavy handed themes of identity and growing up. Yeah. And look, dude, if 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 you're a detective in Det- in Detroit, you pretty much know who you are by now. Mm. Like you're 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 a grown ass man. You're not having this crisis of yeah. conscience of like. Do I want to stay under Batman's tutelage? I don't know. Should, should mm-hmm. I like grow a mullet and become super into disco? Who knows? Um. By the way, you should look up the original Nightwing costume because it is straight out of a disco. You, you and Eric told me about this once. Yes, oh, yeah. I've seen this thing. Disco dick. <laughs> um. <laughs> It, yeah, it's it's real bad. Um, but I I don't necessarily want older characters to continue joining the team because I then I I think we'll start missing out on those themes of who I am, who I am as a person, who I am as a superhero, he- who am I in comparison to the person that I was a sidekick to. Mm-hmm. Like all like I I feel like if we continually add characters like donna troy who seems to have found Mm -hmm. herself yeah we're not gonna get those themes or it's it's gonna end up being a regression of those characters of like Mm -hmm. oh man i thought i knew who i was (laughs) i had a good life i was a photographer i was about to get married like i yeah you know and it's going to be like, oh, do I want to get back into this? I don't, and that's not really what I want to see. Yeah. With the Titans. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Donna is too stable to belong within the team. But mm-hmm. I want her to show up periodically. It's just like, she is our rock. You yeah. know? Have a date. <laughs> when, we, when we need to help. Her. When we need to advice. crash somewhere, when we need like real advice, we're gonna go to Donna. Yeah, yeah I think Dick and Corey are still <clears throat> they're still lost enough that they are like this is a young adult series. Yeah. Not teen, but young adult. Like <laughs> exactly. I said, they are I don't think either of them could be older than like 31, maybe. They're probably around our age. Who knows? And like they they're so lost. Like they don't, their senses, Corey just figured out, Oh, Oh, I'm from space. Okay. And then there's still the whole question of, (laughs) yeah. And then there's the whole question of like, what was she doing in like Austria? Like what's that life she like left where she was there for like a year or two. That that is at least to my knowledge, I I haven't read recent teen Titan stuff, Mm. but to my knowledge, that's a very new take on star. Higher. Yeah. I, this did not seem remotely familiar to me at all, but I liked it. Like I could tell this is different and I have no idea what a comics reader is going to think about it. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just a viewer. Like I like all these concepts you were giving me. Yeah. No, I, so I, 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 I guess speaking of Corey, uh, mm-hmm. I really like what they did with her that she, yes. Cause I think in comparison to maybe some of the earlier comics or the cartoons, she's maybe more of a valley girl to put it yes as easy as possible uh and i know in the comics she's a model like that's her day job like Mm -hmm. and 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 it 
it, to just see her have a lot more agency not that you can't have a, a agency if you're a model or if you're into like mm-hmm. unicorns yeah. and rainbows and and, and, st- yeah. and stuff like that it's it's just it yeah it's a much darker take mm-hmm. um but i think they they did it well and and so i i was along for the ride yeah i i also love what they did with her visually I loved all of her outfits and it's so big. She just, she's, she looks like a disco queen the entire series. There's a lot of disco music playing around her. I love that they picked this one really specific dated aesthetic and they're like, no, here, here we build our castle. We're going to make our Starfire a disco queen here in the year 2018 2017 i forget when this thing first came out but yeah yeah it it uh i i, I mean that i feel like kind of c- c- comes inherently with the character where in the c- comic she has yellow skin mm. uh and it, it like is actually yellow um but so th- th- like she doesn't have that ye- yellow skin but she has this like almost purpley color clothes going on and so they they kind of take that like those colors where it's her her like her red hair or her green eye in in the Mm -hmm. comics her eyes are also that green the entire time Mm -hmm. um so I, i think they take those colors and this idea of that she is like her powers are light, yeah, and they put that into her outfits of like, all right, we're gonna give her stuff that's really flashy and that's reflective, yeah, and, you know, gives off this light, so it makes it look like she's kind of shimmering this whole time, yeah, and like and it works really well, it does, and like her makeup, like she's got such like metallic eyeshadow and really glossy lips and like a lot of illuminator on her face, like yeah. she looks just luminescent and ethereal just as even when she's not doing anything remotely alien just as herself she's otherworldly it's really great yeah yeah exactly um her and robin dick they they do start up a relationship in the this i remember from the cartoon yeah uh i remember i think it was also in wolfman's run there was this Hmm. like it, it was one of those things that it was like they're kind of hinting that they like each other, but they're not really say like they're not mm-hmm. explicitly exploring it. And then I think there was a scene where like it shows them naked in bed, and it was like, oh, okay, we're jumping straight there. <laughs> here we here we go. <laughs> they they are having some fun behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I I I liked the start of that relationship. Uh, happening. Yeah there i did not like the whole thing with uh dick and dove minka kelly yeah character. That, i was like i don't i don't i don't like this yeah again it's like just this. like one other plot element like hank hank and dawn i like them but there's so much there's too many narrative hooks in them on there's the you have to take a though, couple of them away on the other hand though i kind of like it because it's throwing you in the middle of this world where everything that we know from the comics basically exists right mm-hmm. batman is there superman is that is there. nice they have history right and yeah that's what these superheroes do it's kind of just a glorified sex c- 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 
club. They all start hooking up with <laughs> everyone. Yeah, I um, I do like how lived in this world yeah. feels. And they make references to so many things that I'm just yeah. like, they just referenced a time where Dick Grayson was Batman. Like, I, I didn't even know that was going to be a thing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my favorite. This is my favorite singular moment in this entire season. Mm-hmm. It's when Donna has taken Dick to the showing of her photographs. She's taken him into this art installation she has. And she says, I want you to go out there and mingle, like loosen up, have a drink or two, talk to people. And he's looking at this photograph and this other guy comes up to him and is trying to make nice conversation. Like, oh, it's a really great angle, isn't it? And yeah. Dick just goes way too deep into it. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I've known Don since we were kids and she's always been Side really note. into I'm sorry to interrupt. While you were talking, I was like, I'm going to Google search something about Donna. And all I typed in was Donna. And I hit enter on Google. Donna. <laughs> I'm terrible. Continue. <laughs> sorry for inter- for inter- interrupting. <laughs> so he goes really deep. And he just talks at this other guy for way too long. Like, Oh, I've known Donna since we were kids. Like my dad worked with her mom, I guess you could say. And like, we've known her forever. And like, I remember when she got her first camera and she's always been really good at it. And she's really into the, you know, he talks for so long and the other guy's like, okay, uh, I see my friend over there. I'm going to (laughs) go. It's, it's not only that he's talking at the person, but he's like, it's just, it's, Exactly. exactly what batman would do it's so devoid it's, of art and criticism it's that it's just the raw specification yeah. yes yes <laughs> but he, so then it's dick left standing alone in front of this photograph and he just says i wonder what the penguin's doing right now <laughs> it's terrible I, like i was laughing so hard i had to pause it that's what i this is the dynamic i want this is part of what made it feel so lived in and lush to me like i like that years later i'm trying to get out of the superhero game but like when left to my own devices i still sit there and think what's that villain doing Mm -hmm. is he up to anything and also like i don't know how to talk to people i just know how to yell at the penguin can i go yell at the penguin tonight (laughs) it's so good Mm -hmm. so good so i i was wondering because in the comics donna ends up marrying this guy named terry long Mm. and i thought he he was a photographer but apparently not i i uh eventually blah 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 he it looks like he's more of a psychologist or sociologist or something like that uh but for some reason i i I thought he was a photographer and he was the one that got her into photography Hmm. but i guess i was wrong with that Um, you know what's another going back to the conversation we were having earlier about how the show kind of takes a while to get going and like the plot thread is kind of muddled i have to stop and remember Oh, yeah, there's so much police department stuff in, like, the first two episodes that doesn't go anywhere. Remember how, like, they gave Dick that partner and then she, like... He just gets murdered. Yeah. I'm like, what? Why was that even there? So it's... It's kind of there because I think at this point, the police is looking for 
uh, Rachel. Mm-hmm. But the nuclear family, I believe, is what they're called. They're yeah. also looking for her, Rachel. Dick knows that he kind of needs to protect her because she didn't actually do anything wrong. He knows mm-hmm. there's something happening here. There's some kind of supernatural superhero stuff going on. He doesn't necessarily want to deal with that, but he he was like, all right, we need to get you somewhere safe away from all of this. So it's more he's more running away from all of that, which if they eventually find out what he's doing, it's going to be like, oh, Dick, maybe you're involved with this somehow. Why are you? Yeah. A like, why haven't they called him to be like, yes. hey, where are you at? By exactly. the way, you should be like, like the fu- the funerals tomorrow for your new partner do you want to come like yes like they introduce a lot of stuff and it doesn't really go anywhere like there's no consequences to it he that's that's why i i was like i don't really like him being a detective like an actual i was talking to my brother about this and jams was like i like that he has a job and he's not just sort of (laughs) i don't want him to have that job yeah, yeah, I do like that he's not just like a, a wayward vigilante of his own type. Like he tried to I mean like do honestly, it by the book. I will be a legitimate police detective. He just lost your camera or something on uh, Skype. Well now I'm I can see me. Okay. Am I back? You're okay. back. But yeah, like I I mean honestly, I I know he had a falling out with Bruce. But I'm kind of wondering, like, would he really just abandon all of the money that I know that Bruce would just give him to be like, hey, here's a couple million dollars (laughs) to hold you over for the month? Like, Mm -hmm. I that seems a little I mean, on, on, on one hand, I get it. He just wants to wash his hands of Batman. Mm -hmm. So he's like, you know, fuck this. I'm not gonna take your mo- mo- money. I'm gonna find my own way. So yeah, I like. Mm-hmm. I I I guess they chose right, but it, yeah, it is weird that it's like you're a grown ass adult, man. Why yeah, are you sh- in this show? Somebody should be missing you. Like he he runs away, and yeah, nobody calls him. Nobody's like, "Hey, it's Monday, Dick. Uh, do you want to come into the office?" <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody is there. I want to. I want to talk about Jason Todd because he's the one that America voted to kill, right? Absolutely. Okay. I really like Dick. (laughs) Yeah. I I really liked that actor's performance because I can see Perfect. You he nailed it. You are the jerk of all the Robins, but there's enough there that you are endearing to me also. So and yeah, they mentioned his origin story in this, and it was accurate. Okay. Batman finds him trying to steal the hubcaps off of the Batmobile because <laughs> he's an orphan and he's living on on the streets. Um, he 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 his his story is actually fairly interesting. I, hmm. I think he is hot headed. He rushes into things without thinking. Uh, which eventually kind of gets him killed. Uh, and, and yeah, I don't like his personality, but he ends up being a good, fairly good character. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they make mention that uh, his mom was uptown and his dad was downtown. 
uh, little hint for the co- comics. Turns out that's not his mom. Hmm. And that's how everything starts with what everything, how it leads to his d- d- death there. But mm. yeah. Um, and side note, I guess to kind of spoil things, word on the street. Oh. Is that someone was in the, uh, I, 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 was it were they in the Marvel meeting or in the DC? I don't know. But if you noticed, around the same time, there was a story called, uh, like under the red hood for Batman and Captain America Winter Soldier, uh, in the comics, and it's about these teen superhero sidekicks that were yeah. thought to be long dead yeah. coming back, and uh, turns out they're this like vigilante assassin hitman stuff. So yeah, Captain America has Bucky. Barnes that he thought was long dead Mm -hmm. turns out he got captured by the red skull and all of them and turned into the winter soldier yes Uh, we just lost you on skype again for some i'm not i'm not touching anything i don't know what's happening you're back now (laughs) but uh then we have jason todd who gets killed and Mm -hmm. eventually comes back as the red hood Okay, uh, and and is the same type of character. It's just yeah, like, I've these are I've at the same time. I've seen that animated movie a couple times, and it is really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I really liked his character, so it was good. Mm, it was good. He yeah, was a dick. I yes, <laughs> it, like it's so like I, we were saying about Dick himself. Like we were saying about Dick himself and that he's like not too boyish or too manly. He's right in the middle. Like Jason Todd is, oh, oh my God, is this kid a brat? But there's something there where like he's not there to show off to Dick necessarily. He legitimately is like, you're kind of like my older brother. Yeah, Yeah, I want to know more about you. And like when they're trying to get into Bruce's penthouse out there in Chicago, the safe house they have. Dick tries to use the retina scanner and he's not in it anymore. And Jason's like, it'll recognize me. And that's a line you very much could have been like, it'll recognize me. Yeah. But it's just like, like he recognizes he's very aware of the fact that this is weird for Dick that I am here and I have to be a little gentle about this. Like it's so, I don't so deftly done. Yeah. I don't know why your camera keeps going in and out apologies to the podcast yes. cast uh the audio listeners who are like i don't watch the youtube version <laughs> stop uh, talking about i i yeah like stop cast. talking about all this i would use this opportunity to be like hey you guys can see our faces on youtube but apparently skype does not want to share melissa's face you are back now though um, whenever they are there I promise you, we got pretty good faces. Yes. And so speaking of the Robins, mm-hmm. DC continuity is always very complicated and muddled. Yeah. And it's a nightmare to do all of that stuff of like, how old exactly are they? What yeah. is going on? Because there's a third Robin. Okay, hold on. Let's see. There's there's Jason. Um there's there's Dick. There's uh Tim. 
Tim Drake. Tim? Okay. All right. I did it. <laughs> and I was wondering if we were going to see him in this show or an in, in, in Easter egg of like, that's him. We just do. He's not going to be a part of the sh- show well, for years. Which one is he? What does a Tim Drake do? Tim Because I know there's the, the circus th- one and the one that America called in and said, yep, kill him. And uh, uh, what's the third type? He's the detective. He is. Okay. The, he figured out who Batman was on his own. Okay. Ooh. Uh, and he figured out who the original robin was because as it turns out he was there that day uh when when the when dick grayson's my mind just went blank when his Mm -hmm. parents died at the circus so if dick grayson was let's say eight or nine years old when they died Mm -hmm. jason todd is maybe a year or two younger Mm -hmm. and then uh Tim was maybe a year younger than that. Okay. So Tim would have been maybe five at the, t- <laughs> at the time. I will solve this someday. Yeah, but I mean, it's this thing where he he really like enjoyed the circus, but then like saw this young kid like doing all this acrobatic. He's like, "Whoa, that's so cool!" And then like, "Oh shit!" Like this is. Something bad just happened. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily understand it, but that was like a very impactful moment for 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 him. And he ended up k- kind of keeping up with like, where did that kid go? What happened to to him? Um, and it's that thing of like when he's out and about, he's like, I recognize those trapeze moves <laughs> as he's doing the huh, interesting. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I thought we were going to see him, but we, we did not. Uh, let's quickly talk about the Doom Patrol. I loved them. Like I was this... not expecting to see them in this show at, Me at all. Me either. And um, like I was aware that Doom Patrol was a thing. Yes. I couldn't have told you specifically who was in it, like character wise. All I knew was it's kind of a, a misfit team and uh, Brendan Fraser's on the show. Yes. And then you see this beautiful like frankenberry looking shiny robot head and out comes brendan fraser's voice i love it i was in love from second one at first sight i love me the doom patrol now yes doom patrol is actually really awesome um so let's see i wonder if wikipedia has this it's probably later down in the article it's they have a really interesting origin Mm. it's it's also very similar to the story i just told about uh to do about winter soldier and red hood come on where is that's in other media oh boo hmm well, it's out there. Um, so long story short, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, there, there. F- so the the first appearance of the Doom Patrol was June 1963, created hmm. by Arnold Drake, Bob Haney, and the artist Bruno uh, Permiani. Okay. Um, again, word on the street is they were coming up with this idea about this team of weird misfits led by this 
this strange doctor mm-hmm. in a wheelchair. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Very shortly before. But um, ours has hair. Legally distinct. Very different. Well, let's put it this way. Um, let me look this up so I get it right. <laughs> Go to their Wikipedia page. Uh, appearing in September of 1963. So only a few months later is the X-Men number mm. one, a team of misfits led by a guy in a wheelchair. And yeah, it's it's one of those things that it's c- kind of Coke and Pepsi. Like, <laughs> they, like they each do the same things, just slightly differently. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's one of those things that I think Marvel heard that that's what they were doing and was like, oh, we need to get something out similar to that. Um, and since then, the X-Men have taken off and they've become mm-hmm. the more popular ones that being said there is a very very famous run on the doom patrol um my mind is going blank what's his name the guy that did animal man oh grant morrison yes grant morrison uh and i have read those comics and let me tell you holy shit they're weird this is well, like Grant Morrison, yes. If, if you could take all of Dolly's surrealist paintings Ooh, hmm. and put them into comics, it would be that. Wow. Uh, there is a reference when when Dick is is asking uh, around for where Rachel is. He asks that one person. He's like, he's at the Calder Mansion off on Danny Street. Danny the Street is a sentient street, by the way, uh, and it can move around wherever it wants to, and all of that's like it's weird. They they have a storyline in the comics where the main villain is is a genre of art, and, oh. and, and like, <laughs> they they Every have to like, go like... inside pictures and do all and it's just it is it's every time when i think i've got i get grant morrison i understand his brand of weird no no i never will (laughs) no Uh uh-uh this it was it was fucking bananas (laughs) but it was really good yeah um yeah, and then more recently, uh, the Doom Patrol has kind of made a bit of a comeback uh, because one Gerard Way, who wrote uh, the Umbrella Academy and also happens to be the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, uh, started writing Doom Patrol for DC Comics. That makes sense. So he's been doing that stuff. But yeah, it, it, it was strange for me to see the Doom Patrol in this show, though it kind of makes sense because Beast Boy does have some history with mm-hmm. them. Um, there was one point where he was a part of the t- team. Um, and him and Robot Man are good, good, good friends. They were good, good old friends. Brandon Fraser. Yeah. <laughs> Let's. I want to talk about the villains really quick. Okay. Trigon. Trigon. Yeah. What do you think of him? 
interesting. I another odd thing about the show is that except for when, you know, Doom Patrol shows up and it's like, oh, there's Brendan Fraser, there's Matt Bomer. I don't think I recognized a single actor I saw in this show. And I don't remember the last time that happened to me. But I'm uh, looking at Tron. You've hmm? probably seen Minka Kelly in something before. She was Dove. I did see the name in the credits and I'm like, I, this name has been in front of my eyes before at some point in my past, yeah. but I could not pinpoint it. Trigon was the one guy I'm like, you, I know you. He's one of the other detectives on Castle besides okay. Castle. <laughs> the <laughs> Fort. Detective Fort. <laughs> it's Castle and Fort. <laughs> I don't remember his name. Um, interesting. He shows up and he's so very, very normal. Yeah. You were I was expecting, if not a full demon, a guy who looked vaguely like a demon, and instead it's this In very the comics, normal he very much man. is just this giant demon looking yeah, thing. That's because that's what I've seen in the cartoons. That's what I was expecting. And now he comes just just a, a fella, you know, just like uh, the guy I bought it's... my Hyundai from. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, they, it 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 was a choice to not do him in makeup or to mm -hmm. use special effects or all CGI. I I I guess side note on that, there was a lot of weird choices with the CGI in this show. Oh my god! Yes, I want to talk about this briefly. There are so many scenes where it's just somebody like doing a jump or a flip or jumping out a window or something like that, and it's all digital. And it was completely unnecessary. I, I can only imagine it's because they had, we have the interior of the building and the exterior of the building are two completely different buildings. We cannot have somebody jump out of this window outside because these windows don't open. This is a prop window. Like the in the last episode when Batman jumps out the window. But then have him jump out of a window and put green screen of the inside of the bit. Like, do it the opposite way. Yes, it's so strange. Like, I understand if, like, for set concerns, oh, this is not one continual building we're using interiors and exteriors for. We have to stitch it together. But, like, you can rig up something beyond just, like, well, a CGI creation is just going to swish around the screen and jump and and flip and, and to to me it was just unnatural like the the, the, oh, the scene so unnatural when, the, the scene when dick j j j jumps out the window and does yes. the acrobatic stuff onto the tree no no one does that you, no you one could have, like that i don't buy that you couldn't find a stunt person who could do that and you had to computer it up yeah it's strange uh back to Trigon, mm -hmm. though, I, I I guess uh, before we go back to tr tr Trigon, the other weird scene for me was that the the car crash oh was my all God. CGI, I, and it was off putting. It was just like, it's... whoa, wait, what? Why? Why? So not only is this big terrible car accident happening very suddenly when there has already been a lot of sad heavy stuff but in the, the Hank and Dawn episode, also moved unnaturally. But then the car is also a digital creation, and it didn't move like a car. It was so not weird. At all. I, it was just it's so so jarring. It was bad. Uh, but back to Trigon yes. for real this time. Uh. Yeah, I, I. This is also one of those things. I wish he would have shown up sooner. Yeah, yeah. He's evil, but you haven't shown me him doing anything evil. So, should sh is it's not much of a bad guy. Like, 
it, it just it's very lackluster in in that sense we he's so vague for the whole series it's only up in it's like the second to last episode where we know he's kind of this interdimensional demonic being this is his name like we don't it would have been nice if we would have had that a couple episodes early because all we know is yeah. Rachel's got some sort of spooky dad she got her powers if, from. If Corey had gotten some of her memories back earlier on, yeah. maybe episode three or four, and that's when we find out that that Raven is the doorway for mm-hmm. Trigon to enter back into this world, that would have been enough, I, I think, for a plot hook of like, Okay, we need to do something about this. We need to uncover the prophecy, figure it out, do what we need to do, cast whatever magic spell or mm-hmm. whatever we need to do to stop this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it doesn't come till the end. And then he shows up and he's like, it's like leave it to beaver style family reunion almost. <laughs> and it's just like, okay. Yeah. All right, season two. You guys better do something. I did like, I liked the nuclear family and that doctor they worked for. That was, I feel like that was well done. And like every time the show got close to like the horror elements of it. It horror so well. It was really effective. Yes, I think one of the most chilling things I have seen in entertainment recently is when Dr. Adamson is he's he's always making brunch whenever you see him very specific it's not that he's always cooking it's that he's always cooking a breakfast food which is an interesting choice hey breakfast foods are good he cracks an egg in a bowl and it's got like a little bit of a chicken embryo in it and he stares at it and then he just whisks it up anyway and it's this like bloody egg mess Ugh. that he just whisks and pours into the pan like normal Gross. that's unsettling in like a fresh new way <laughs> yeah i i i liked uh when they explored horror a lot mm-hmm. it, it's again one of those things like like you had said there's so much happening in this show i think yeah. this easily could have been called grayson and it just follows him and what he does on his own. And it could be a cop crime show. And mm-hmm. it would have been totally fine. I think this could have been a horror show focusing on yeah. Raven. Mm-hmm. And it, it would have been totally fine. I think it would have been great to have that mixed with her relationship with Gar. And yeah. the Doom Patrol kind of showing up. Just how like weirdly horrific they are. Yeah. Uh, and... And it could have been a show about Corey, where she is, mm-hmm. I guess, maybe more like an international super spy in this yes. show is yes. maybe what it is. Maybe not what I would want in a show about her, but still, like, I, I feel like there was enough stuff with just her trying to uncover this prophecy and this plot and figure like they didn't really touch on the cult that is around trigon and its followers and the raven like rachel roth was never referred to as raven none of them hasn't gotten that name yet yeah except for at except for dick as robin and i think eventually 
Donna decodes some language, some alien runes. She's like, oh, the you know, your friend Corey, Raven her codename is, is there. Yeah. Yeah. And like, oh, your friend Corey, her codename is Starfire. Like most of them, the like, Beast Boy's never called Beast Boy. And I yeah. kind of like that. I kind of like that slow burn to them actually getting named. Yeah. And I like, I, I, I don't mind that. But again, like, it's just, there's so much in, in each of these specific storylines that i felt like i i wonder if they stripped one or two of them out if they took most of the hawk and dove stuff out if they Mm -hmm. took maybe most of the starfire stuff out and focused more on the horror aspect of of raven and her like mental psychology what's Mm -hmm. happening there what is happening to her this teenage girl who is basically being ripped apart from the inside because mm-hmm. she's possessed by this this yeah. demon basically which is her father mm-hmm. and just the, how how fucked up that whole thing is and what that does to someone so young right um and yeah and then this idea of like hey you might have a lot of bad shit happening ar- around you but you can actually heal people too yeah. like you have this this seed of a hope within you and yes there's this fight of like how can i reach that when this is overwhelming and strong and this is who i am this is my dna even though i do have that one power it just seems like it's misplaced i don't know there there is so much going on in this series and it's 11 episodes and there are 10 episode orders out there, but mostly it's like 12 and 13 out in the TV landscape today. And also these are sh- really on the short side. Like a lot of them clock in right at like 42 minutes. Yeah. So it's not a long watch and they, they pack it in there. There's so much going on. And like for as messy as it kind of is sometimes, there's a lot well, of, though. yeah, there's a lot of really good stuff in here. I was compelled it didn't take me that long to like get into it. I think like yeah, like episode three. I'm like, all right, you've got me. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, I, I I honestly I feel like I could go on talking about this show for a lot yeah. longer just based yes. off of how much stuff there is. But I say we wrap it up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any k- kind of closing remarks on Titans season one? <laughs> I did spend like the first couple episodes thinking, oh, remember when we watched Umbrella Academy? Wasn't that fun? Because the show isn't exactly fun. It is in some moments, like the Doom Patrol. Sure. Gar's really fun. The nuclear family's kind of nifty. Yeah. But it, it, it's not quite as comic book wacky as the sorts of things I normally like to watch, but it, it eventually got there. Like, this isn't my, this is like some shades darker than the normal tone I like. But overall, like, this still works for me. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I say check it out. It is a little bit different from the normal formula mm-hmm. uh, that a re- regular TV show will usually provide. Uh, but I think that's good to, like, expand yeah. your horizons i don't know if that's Mm -hmm. the right word but like expand your knowledge of different storytelling uh styles and stuff like that it's it's Mm -hmm. it's good i had a lot of fun i think the actors are phenomenal in this show they're not really good performances in this yeah 
Mm-hmm. Excited for season two. Yes, I'm stoked. I am. I'm stoked. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if so, I guess we kind of mentioned Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Of like what else other people might like. Do you mm-hmm. have anything else that you would be like? Hey, if you liked this, go check out these other shows or books or who knows what. No, I think Umbrella Academy is the closest match for me, even though that's got the tone of the thing is very different. The style of it is different. It's a lot more like legitimate family based. Like it's about all of these kids adopted by this you yeah. know, spooky old man. So we've got a lot of sibling relationships and parent child yeah. stuff going on there if, that isn't if, here. If you but... liked the Doom Patrol stuff in this, yes. then I think go check out um, b- b- Umbrella mm. Academy for sure. Mm-hmm. Anything else? I think that's it. Yeah, that's all that I was thinking of. Okay. Uh, well, of course, there is a bunch of fantastic Teen Titans cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would highly recommend Young Justice. Mm-hmm. Um, that is uh, another one of the DC animated cartoons. Uh, and it it definitely does dive into the idea of identity and stuff like that. Um I think the you know what we didn't even mention the post credit scene on the final episode did did you stick around to watch that after the credits there's a scene there's one more scene I don't think so I so let no. me I'll I'll explain it and you should go back and okay, watch it Okay all right uh after the credits uh it opens up with seemingly this kind of laboratory and it says okay. somewhere in metropolis <laughs> and, and it is, uh, yeah, it's this like science lab mm-hmm. thing, and something goes wrong. Uh, it, you you don't see much of what happens, but something that they are experimenting on breaks free, mm. and it starts walking around. It is a human figure. Uh, it looks like he is butt ass naked. Uh, in fact, there's a scene that I feel like they cgi'd his dick out of it but uh there you go he looks like an action figure in that sense Uh. um but he's walking around and he goes into this other room and there's a cage in the middle of this room and he walks up to the cage and there's a dog in that cage and this dog stands up looks attentive and his eyes glow red and then you see an arm reach down and pull off the gate of the of the uh, the cage. And when the arm reaches down, you see a tattoo on the holder, and it's the Superman S. It's Superboy. Superboy's in the show. Superboy and Crypto. Crypto. Yeah. Very. I'm. I'm sorry to Superboy. I'm sure you're also nice. I'm very excited to get a legit dramatic take on Crypto the Wonder Dog. So that came to mind because that is the same uh, version of Superboy or from what it seems like so far that is in the Young Justice cartoon and I really love that that version where he is a clone of Superman Uh, so we'll see I I, I would recommend that any other uh, TV shows I would recommend I you know Honestly, I would almost recommend Daredevil, the Netflix yeah. Marvel show. That's a really, really 
good mm-hmm. one. It is very dark. It's very violent. Doesn't focus on a whole team of, of stuff, uh, but it is it's good. Good stuff. Nice. Good action. Um, that's it for recommendations, but now it's time to move on to pitches. And Melissa, you better have some great stuff for me because this is episode 68. And next week is going to be episode 69. Yes. Be it luck, be it fate. I was granted the blessing of pitching the topics for episode 69. (laughs) Yes. You have 69. I have 420 if we ever get there. (laughs) So there was one clear option there were a couple clear options and like you have to lead with this one this is a very good topic for episode 69 the comic sex criminals good good by matt traction and chip zadarsky i've been aware of this thing for a while i've known people who have read it i have never picked it up myself yes okay good started in 2013 and the synopsis is Susie is a normal girl with an extraordinary ability. When she has sex, she stops time. One night she meets John, who has the same gift. And so, and so they do what any other sex-having, time-stopping oh, couple would do. They rob banks. Yep. <laughs> uh, this great. is not on Comixology Unlimited in English, it looks like. I looked it oh, up, weird. and the description is entirely in French. Which is weird. That's strange. Did they have like a preview of the comic? Because sometimes they have like two or three pages you can look at. I I couldn't get to it for whatever reason, but it doesn't look like Comixology itself is a viable option. But this is a big checking out if if you can find it. Yeah, this is a big enough comic that it should be easy to find somewhere else. Yeah. And I would like to read the first two trade paperbacks of this. Cool. Good. Okay. Good stuff. I I actually own those first two trade paperbacks. They are good. Good stuff. Pitch number two is the movie Boogie Nights. Okay. Have you heard of this? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. I've not seen it either because it came out when I was seven years old. (laughs) And I think as soon as I was old enough to know what it was, I'm like, I'm... Why am I thinking this is... Is this the one with John Travolta? What am I thinking That's of? That's Saturday Night Fever. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> this is a 1997 movie. This is directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, who's okay. this big, very well-regarded, like award-winning, like kind of artsy film director, who I've heard the name a million times, and I don't think I've ever seen anything he's done. Okay. This is the story of a young man's adventures in the pornography industry. In the late 1970s and early 1980s. This is a movie I have been hearing about my entire life. Uh-huh. And as a, as a young person, I'm like, this sounds great for me as an adult. I will, wa- I, will, I will wait until I am the appropriate age to watch this film. I will watch Z-Porns. And I've not done it yet. I'm 28 <laughs> dang years old. I've had like a whole decade of, you can watch Boogie Nights and nobody would judge you for it. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yes, yes. And if we pick this movie, this is two notable dicks two weeks in a row. Okay. <laughs> Dick Grayson and all the full frontal male nudity in this film. And then pitch number three, I decided, okay, let's kind of put like the the goofy, sexy stuff on hold. 
69 is a legitimate year in human history, in cinematic history. What's a movie that came out in 1969? And I found a pretty cool one. This is On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Okay. This I've is heard a of that, I think. It's a James Bond movie. Ah, that's why. George Lazenby, the man who was Bond only once. Okay. Like, okay. John Connery left, they did this one movie, then George Lazenby was like, I'm not going to do it anymore, and then they had to bring Sean Connery back for, like, one or two more Bond movies. Yep. So it's a weird, a, a real oddity in the history of, like, one of cinema's most prolific franchises. Yeah. And it's a movie that I think people have mostly joked about for its entire existence. But recently people are starting to come around to, that might have actually been pretty good. Let's revisit Honor Majesty's Secret Service. And there's all these rumors cool. that the next Bond movie is going to borrow. A lot ele- from that one. It might borrow elements from this because this is a movie where uh, James Bond actually gets married. Whoa. Yeah, I know. The IMDb proper synopsis for it is James Bond woos a mob boss's daughter and goes undercover to uncover the true reason for Blofeld's allergy research in the Swiss Alps that involves beautiful women from around the world. This is, it is not, it's like kind of of right in the middle of your bonds between being really goofy and being more like a fairly straightforward spy movie. Okay, that makes sense. it's an oddity, but I also feel like it's a, a decent representation of the franchise as a whole. Yeah. Okay. So our Good stuff. pitches for episode 69 are Sex Criminals, Boogie Nights, and 1969's own On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Okay. Uh, actually kind of surprised that you mm. didn't pitch Sex Education, the Netflix original show. I didn't want to watch something with teens. We just did teens. Yeah, but it's 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 got Jillian Anderson and she looks great still. She's very tempting always. Yeah, very tempting. Um, If the show was all Jillian Anderson and no teens, it would be up here. There you go. Um, I'm going to have to go with sex criminals just because of how much fun that comic is. is You really need to read this book. Right? Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, we, we are going to have a lot of fun with this. We're doing the first two volumes, yes. correct? Yes. Okay. okay. That is what we will be back with for next week. Sex Criminals Volumes 1 and 2 mm-hmm. by, Matt Frash- by Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky. By the way, if you don't follow Chip Zdarsky on Twitter and stuff like that, he is a national treasure. He seems like such a delight. He is he is so fucking funny. Um but yes, uh go 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 check that book out. Go buy it from Barnes and Noble, your local comic book store, go check it out from the library, do whatever you need to do. It is amazing. Uh we'll be back next week for that one. Melissa, where can they find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And I am at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. We are at The Whatnots. If you guys uh, want to follow us on Twitter, stay updated with all of the stuff that we do. 
Uh, Patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can toss us a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. Get all sorts of p- 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 perks and exclusive content. Uh, we also do want to give a big thank you and shout out to Sam and Christine mm-hmm. uh, for supporting us at the $5 tier. I guess you guys are our Patreon producers or <laughs> whatever other podcasts like to c- c- call that. Um, thank you guys a lot because it yeah, means a lot to, 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 to us to have your support. Uh, thewhatnots.com is our website. You can mm-hmm. find all the stuff we do there. We have multiple podcasts. We do. Search the Whatnots on whatever podcast app you have, and you'll find all of our shows right there. That being said, go like, share, subscribe, sell your soul, tell a friend. We will be back next week for episode 69. Giggity <laughs> giggity <laughs> giggity <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Adios, guys. Bye. <laughs>